0: This week, Tanya and I are so excited to introduce you to Julie Gordon-White. Julie's the founder and CEO of Bossa Bars, menopause energy bars, and she advocates for women in all stages of the pause. Julie is also an award-winning entrepreneur, best-selling business author, and a TEDx speaker. In 2020, Julie launched the Bossa Bars after personally struggling with the menopause middle and watching her friends also suffer in silence as their symptoms and increasing weight gain were robbing their confidence. Not letting a pandemic get in her way, she decided to do something about it and she created delicious plant-based, nutrient-dense, low-calorie energy bars with all the goodness a menopausal body needs, along with a Menno Lounge community to help women, hashtag You'll learn more at Bossabars.com. We'll drop everything in our show notes. Without further ado, let's get into this amazing episode and discussion.
1: We have such a great guest with us today. I'm so excited. Allie, you take away
0: the show and just let everyone know about Julie. Okay, I'm very excited. I want to introduce all of you to Julie Gordon White. And before I give you her intro and just a little bit about Julie, I first heard Julie. Because a mutual friend of Tanya and I, who we met in this class that we always mentioned that we took about a year ago, we met and shout out to Lizzie B and her IGTV and I first heard Julie on Lizzie's IGTV and I... So I saw her post about it and all I saw was menopause and I was like I'm in whatever this is whoever this is I'm watching this because <laughs> anything that says menopause I'm in. And I started watching. First of all I was totally taken back because you'll see a little snippet of picture of Julie but she's beautiful and blown away by just her story, actually. So Julie Gordon-White, she is the founder and CEO of Bosa Bars. She is an advocate for for women of all stages of the pause, quote, unquote, the pause. I love this. In 2020, Julie launched Bosa Bars after struggling with hormone-related sugar cravings and weight gain, as well as the shift to, she wanted to shift the conversation about menopause from Shame to Empowerment with Better Choice Bars and a Community to Help Women. Hashtag men like a boss. I love everything. I have spoken to Julie before and I heard her story, but I just wanna go right in and intro and let her tell you her background. So Julie, welcome to A Woman Redefined. Thank you for joining us. And before we get into how BOSA came about, and am I even saying it right? Well, you know, it's funny. This is one of
2: the trademark branding things, you know, like oh, don't call it that because people are going to say Bosa, "bosa." it's really "bossa bars," you know, because like you awesome. like a boss. boss. Okay, my but, bad. No, you know what? Now we get to have a conversation about it. It's all good.
0: So I love that. So bossa bars. Okay. So can you go back because I love your history. I love the background, and I just want to share like how this all came about. Like. Who, who was Julie before all of this? Well, I've been an entrepreneur
2: for 20 plus years. I founded, this is after being in the hotel industry. So I, sales and marketing in the hotel industry in San Francisco, love that, but uh, traveling with a toddler, you know, I didn't want to leave my two-year-old behind all the time. So I had to go back to my entrepreneurial, root, entrepreneurial roots um, I was always that kid selling stuff. I just like making money, and um, and so then uh, fast forward '96. I founded my first company. Well, I've started a lot of companies, Allie, to be real, and a lot of them did went zero, like nowhere, because I didn't have the confidence to see them through. And I finally, you know, I would say like you know, had the ovaries. Like we don't need balls, we need ovaries. We got. To- <laughs> I love that. What I wanted to do. So um, I was going to buy a company and it didn't work out. So then I worked for a company that sells companies for a year and then I started my own company. So I founded a boutique uh, business brokerage, mergers and acquisitions firm, grew that to $5 million. Then a recession hit. Yeah. So that was kind of an exciting ride. And then um, the recession hit and that kind of disappeared. So in a silent retreat, three days of silence. I mean, when do women and moms mm-hmm. ever have silence? You know, I have three kids, a husband, a dog, found myself alone, which is shocking all by itself. And in that time, in that silence, because women, you know, we need to slow down because we never hear the whispers because we're always going, going, going. And um, it came to me, the well for women entrepreneurs, where I could coach women on how to grow multimillion dollar companies that were someday sellable. And so that's what I did for 10 years. And I realized, Allie, in my life, I kind of have this 10-year cycle where I need to really stretch myself. And so in 2020, had a little more time than usual on my hands. I can't imagine why. And then cooking a lot more than I normally cook and definitely baking. I have three, two sons and a daughter. My sons were home. I'm making all this stuff. I'm eating all the stuff the brownies the cookies like way too much stuff and being 55 at the time it starts showing up and piling up. And I thought you know what no way, excuse me, I want to be healthy if I have to experience anything that we're going through right now, I need to shift this and my sugar cravings were off just off the charts so. I started making these little things. I, I started eating more plant-based and flaxseed and MCT oil and cacao and like trying all these things. And to be honest, at first, they turned to like little dirt balls, like not good. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I have a little tickle. And so um, so I kept working with them and working with them they got better and better and better. And the next thing I noticed, all of my little bar ball things I was making were disappearing because my husband was eating them, who is a meat, bacon guy, burger guy, steak guy. And if he was eating them, I knew I was onto something. And so I shared them with my what I call my paws pals, you know, that were in our little circle. They right. love, love them. And you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm I have to share these with all the women out there who are struggling with sugar cravings and weight gain. And Yes, you know, Ellie. we want to be cute in our jeans and we don't want to live in leggings forever. But the more important piece is that heart health is the number one killer of women. We talk about breast cancer all the time. That's a very, very significant. It's a number two, number three. But heart health, cardiology, you know, heart attack, stroke is what kills women every day. And we need to keep our waist size below 34 inches. Right. Because beyond that, now we, our risk has gone exponentially up. So make a better choice, eat something healthy. Oh, and we stuffed some spinach, broccoli and kale in there. So in our double decadent chocolate bars, you get a half a day's veggies. And, it, you know, who doesn't want veggies that taste like chocolate? So, right. um, so, you know, that's, that's the story. I had to scale it and make it commercial. So all my girlfriends we could eat fossil bars and talk about menopause and let's get real. Take the shame out of the conversation. Enough, enough. And the bar is such
0: a beautiful, I think we talked about this, like a talking stick, you know. It, yeah, and that was amazing. I, I, I love that word. I love that statement. The t- it's a talking stick. And, and I have tried these bars. And first of all, they are delicious. And second like- of all, when you talk about a sugar craving, they really did... They did cut, they, they really did help with the sugar craving and I felt full because there's fiber in them. And I really, they're so good. And I love, I love the piece that I would love for you to even go into more is what then came out was a community. You built yes. a community through this. Yes. It wasn't just a product that you launched. There's so much more.
2: It had to taste good, first of all, right? right? I mean, that's the most important thing because you can have the cool community, all that stuff, and nobody wants to eat it. So we started with, with taste and nutrition. So because we're all about empowering and energizing menopause, starting with nutrition, but it's a catalyst for this conversation. So we needed to build a community and quite frankly, I we were first doing it over Zoom and we had like four women show up, it, it, you know, and not because they weren't interested because it's, it's hard sometimes to commit to a Zoom. So we, we said, OK, what's more important to us is that we go to a place where women are. We meet women where they are and we're on Instagram. And so let's just do it live, have really cool women, experts, meditation, gynecologists, all, all the things that support us. And then we have recordings and then you can watch the replay any old time you want, right? When you're walking, hopefully out and about or moving around. So yes, the community is as important as the product. I mean, half of, you know,
1: society goes through this experience, but we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it at all. That's what I was, you know, one of the things I wrote down is what you're doing to normalize the process. I feel like, you know, when you first get your period, you again, I think about, we didn't talk about it. And my daughter who's 16 is like, why do you have to hide your tampons? Like everybody goes through it. That's normalized this. And I feel like the same is with menopause, right? Like I just came back, we had a couple's weekend and the guys were off fishing and us girls were drinking coffee and all of us were talking about menopause and different stages we're at. And none of us knew anything about what to expect because our moms never talked about it. My memory with my mom was being told by her doctor to stop eat, eating pickles because it was causing her migraines and nothing to do with the hormones. Oh, was
2: my going. gosh. I've never heard that one, Tanya. That's going to be a great story for me to share. A doctor told a mom, "A woman, stop eating pickles. And then you won't oh, have Oh,
0: any- <laughs> my God.
1: Because she got really bad migraines as she was getting into her premenopause. And again, this was, you know, early 90s, male doctors. Right never thought to think about, oh my gosh, well, let's look at what else is going on in your body that could be triggering these migraines. That's crazy. But
2: it just shows you the kind of misinformation that women are receiving. And, you know, even doctors, you know, regular docs only get an hour of uh, menopause training and OBGYNs get two. And, you know, you have to seek it out a doctor an OBGYN has to seek out additional information to truly be informed on how right. to advise women they don't they don't even know even female doctors so right. sometimes you know we say you might love your doctor which is great but if they are not familiar with menopause then it's time to add another doc to your team you don't have to you know turn in your long-term family doctor that you love you know but you can have more than one You need to add to
1: the team. Well, and I even think about like the last couple of years I've gone in to do my wellness check, right? And my doctor's great. She and I have known each other for years. But I keep talking about, I'm so tired. Like I work out every day. I probably eat more vegetables than the average person does, but I am so tired all the time. And she runs my vitamin check. And but never once have we looked at my hormone levels. Like never once have we dug into that more. And I'm like, okay. Again, as I'm learning more because of this work Allie and I are doing together and, you know, she's just opening my eyes to all these things. I'm like, it's all interrelated and I've never addressed it in a different way other than taking an additional vitamin D. Right. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. You know, I I don't I don't blame them. However, we are looking to them to advise us. So there is
0: obligation to expand your knowledge, please. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I agree. I don't blame the physicians because as Julie said, you know, I mean, I've gone through what 30 years living with my MS. I went through a stem cell transplant. I've, I've gone to every single doctor under the sun. I mean, seriously, I think I've seen every doctor there is to see and they all have their specialties, right? And they're all that, you know, their basic med med school knowledge is all, they all went through the same program and they all have the same training. And the ones that are specialized maybe went through additional training in their specialty. But when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to menopause, when it comes to certain things like this, yeah, maybe they got an hour, maybe they got two hours of training. And if they're not going, like if, if an OBGYN is not saying, I'm going to specialize. I'm really interested in menopause. You know, I watched my mom go through it or I'm going through it and I don't understand it. So I'm going to dig in and do some more research. I want to be able to help my patients better. They're not getting it. And and you and I and Julie and everybody and all of our listeners, if we aren't advocating for ourselves, we are going to go to that physical and that wellness check every year and we're going to get the same... Routine blood work, the CBC, the chem metabolic, the same vitamin D test. And if we're lucky, we get the vitamin D test now. Right. And I keep putting it out there and I keep saying to everybody, you have to ask. The tests are there to be had, and they're not that expensive. They're almost every one, almost every one of them is covered by insurance. We need to know the baselines of our testing. And as women coming into perimenopause or menopause, we need to be specific and say, I want my hormones done. I want to know my baseline. Where am I? Right. It should be just like general normal
2: practice, but it isn't. So you're right, Allie, we have to ask and we have to advocate for ourselves, just Mm -hmm. as we would if we were going to have a baby. um, You know, we would You want to know all the things. If you're going to have a child, you know, have a baby, you're asking a lot of questions, and and they're prepared for that. So this is just another type of hormone shift, and so we need to ask.
0: We need to ask. It's normal. Right. And what, Julie? What, what really got you so interested in this topic that has really, you know, grown it to um, this ongoing conversation?
2: Yeah. It was sort of a a slower progression. It wasn't like a one thing. Um, My first symptoms when started to occur when I was 46, uh, and that was brain fog, serious brain fog, Mm -hmm. where I would, you know, I'm very um, digital person. I love technology. I'm, I cannot keep my thoughts together. My typos are through the moon just scary. You know, I was concerned am I having a, some kind of mental episode here or some kind of cognitive decline uh like Alzheimer's or you know something like right. that. So that that sort of scared me and that happened for a while. Then here comes the night sweats I'm like, "Ugh, this is kind of really uncomfortable. You know, soaking wet every single night. I can get through that. And this, okay, please don't judge me. 50 my hair started falling out. By the handful. Right. <laughs> like, and to be honest, I, you know, I've had super short hair, super long hair. Like, I'm actually not a hair person, I would say. Like, I'm good with all of it. But for some reason, that scared me. And and so I went to my doctor and she said, oh, I don't know, maybe take some more vitamins. <laughs> oh my god you know and i went to my hair my hairdresser and she's like we gotta work on your scalp so like it was sort of a progression of all of these things but there was i think to be honest first of all it was the hair thing that scared me the most like what's Mm -hmm. happening in my body that's making once because i I decided i i wasn't you know losing my mind so okay um but what's happening in my body that's making my hair come out in the handfuls that was really upsetting and then weight gain. So, and then I read an article about the menopause market, it was like this big, huge, exciting market. So, like, you know, it was just like all these things coming together. I don't know. I trust the universe, Allie. Can I say that? And you know, yes. I am quiet enough to hear those whispers like, this is for you. This mm-hmm. is the thing that you are now called to do next. I'm the person that listens and leans in all the way. So,
0: I love that. And, Long answer. No, it's good. It's a good answer because I think that menopause brings, I think that's the, the, you and I did discuss this and I'm so passionate about this topic of menopause one, because I'm, you know, in the throes of it. Um, and I went into it in a forced way. So, you know, a lot, you know, most women go into it in the natural way, which is they start in their mid forties and listen, women can go into it at, I think at any point, whatever your history is or your health is, but a lot of women start to go into it in their forties. And then you, you can have a 10 year span of that perimenopause before you have the what they call menopause you know one year one year without a period they consider you to be a menopause so i'm four years without a period but i at 47 i had a period where i was in the hospital and then i left the hospital and i never had it again and while i was there i told you the story like all of a sudden i woke up one night and it was like, I was, I mean, they had to come in and change the sheets. I just, the whole bed was wet. And I thought, did I have an accident? And did I not feel it? You know, that was what was starting to freak me out. I'm like, did I pee in the bed? And I don't know it. Did something go wrong? Am I paralyzed? Because I can't feel that. Like I freaked out, yeah. you know, and then there took one of those, these metal, you know, little gurney trays and they're rolling it into my room and it's lined with those plastic ice bags that you crack open and they get cold and they're patting them around my neck and under my arms and underneath my knees because I'm sweating so bad. And just like that, I went into menopause.
2: That's an amazing story. Now between the pickles and your overall... <laughs> menopause. And, and they knew
0: because they were prepared. They knew what to do, which was interesting. They knew what to do. They cooled my core body temperature down, you know, got rid of that. And then, it, and then really, I mean, it was my immunologist and the nurse team there. And they were like, okay, you're going into menopause. You're probably not going to have a period again, most likely. And it's most likely because we don't, sometimes people from this transplant, you know, a year from now might get a period again. Like we don't know, but the likelihood is you probably won't. And this is what you may experience, but everybody has different symptoms. And I love the honesty of that. And that's what I was like, women experience so there's so many symptoms of menopause that are not talked about. It's not just the menopause middle, you know, the weight gain. It's not just the hot flashes. It's not just I don't have a period or my period's sporadic or erratic. There's a lot. It is the brain fog. It is hair loss. It is, you know, my vision's blurry sometimes. It is my skin's changing. It is my sex drive has gone from, you know, 60 to zero. I It is nothing seems to be working there. Like, and nobody wants to talk about these things. It's like a taboo, like, you know, Nobody wants to talk about it.
2: If you say the word vagina.
0: Oh, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, ah! you know, and right. that, that's right. part of
2: it. It's you right. know, isn't a medical condition. No, it, you no, know, it's a metabolic.
1: It's a hormone. It's a hormone. Thing. Well, and let's just think about the fact from we talk about erectile dysfunction all over, right? Like you, well, can that's what I said. If this was a man
0: thing, but it'd be everywhere.
1: It's everywhere, but for us to start talking about vagina dryness, and again, like I'll go back to my girlfriends that we had. All of us talked about, and it's a very unique group that all of us are in our second relationship. So like we're all five years into our marriage, but we're four, in our 40s and 50s, right? So we're we're still in that new space, but we're into that point where my sex drive certainly wasn't in my first marriage when I was five years in. And just talking about all that and how that impacts our relationship, being a five-year relationship compared to a twenty-year relationship, and we just everyone's like, well, what do we do? And I'm like, well, we talk about it, I guess, and we find other people. I was on your website today, and one of your blogs was about managing anger at work. And I, there comes like around two, three o'clock, where I am just like a raging bitch. It just comes over <laughs> me, like I can <laughs> feel it. And usually, I'm like, okay. I need to do some sort of snack, a healthy snack, get it in my body cause I'm guessing something, but I'm like, don't no, talk to me. I'm like, ah! and it's just, so I loved reading that blog today about, okay, I'm not the only one. Yeah, no, that's a
2: huge, a huge thing for women to experience. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, libido, dryness, uh, anger, one of my dear friends has something called hot mouth.
0: You heard what's about? That, what's you heard? that one?
2: Her mouth is hot. Like there's jalapenos. Tony takes a sip of water on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like jalapenos, like that burning in her mouth, unless she's drinking or eating something. Can you imagine I mean, you no. all day? And it is a symptom of menopause. She's long post and still Uh experiencing it and they she's had all the dutch tests like all the tests and they still haven't figured out how to manage this this syndrome it's so frustrating so that's why you know i love that ali called out that we have a community because our job is to try to just put a spotlight on all the information and so because everyone experiences this so differently. So we need to just surface as much as we can. So you can find yourself in something that we're sharing and, and then make sure you're having, you know, a baseline of good nutrition because nobody is helped in the stages of menopause eating poorly. Let's just call it out. Right. You know, and call it out.
1: My night sweats, I can track them back to what I ate. If I had been drinking, you know, if I've had more alcohol yeah. than I typically drink and it's so, you know, and as Allie and I've talked about on our other podcast episodes, just our whole wellness journey, like as I've cleaned up my diet, but it's not nearly as bad as it was a couple of years ago when I, we, my diet was a little worse, but people just don't understand those, that relationship between what your body, you know, the menopause and adding in some healthier opportunities for food.
2: Right. Well. Cool. It starts in our gut, right? Everything comes from our gut health, Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: so when you're putting good things in your gut, and you have a good diverse biome happening, your body has to do different things, and it doesn't have to waste any energy processing not good stuff, and then it doesn't (laughs) have to work so hard, and then we don't get so hot. It's just, just it's it's just known. It's known. So that's why. Um, I love, I love a hamburger and I love bacon. So let me just say that first, but I'm still a mostly plant eater. So I just try to consume as many green vegetables as I can. The fiber's so good for us, keeps all the things doing what they're supposed to do. And, and also plant-based protein along with some meat protein, because we do need meat protein. Being a plant doesn't mean we don't need protein because we need muscles, which helps our metabolism, which helps our weight
0: management. And so we need protein to help with that. That's it. And that's and and honestly, that's a whole conversation in itself, because I've been off of meat now for a few months just doing plant based. Just kind of like in one of those, I'm going to take a break for a little while and, and see how my body feels. And so I've been off of, of meat. I've had some fish and I've had a little bit of like minimal dairy, like cottage cheese dairy, not like milk and cheese kind of thing. So it's interesting how diet and diet is different for everybody. But what's not different is processed, sugary, refined, bad oils, like all of those things across the board, no matter who you are what body type you have, what your background is, those foods are bad across, across it all.
2: Across the board, right? There's no...
0: Across the board, diet. they're they bad.
2: Load up on sugar. It's it's right. Your body type. Yeah. Zero. No zero. one. Zero.
0: Zero. Um, so yes. And, and for menopause, you know, one of the things that is in your bars, which really I love that it's in there. Can we talk about maca? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Because I, I love that ingredient. Yes. It was really,
2: you know, when I was thinking about what I wanted, I knew right away what I didn't want in the bars. They needed to be vegan, um, you know, all natural, no preservatives, minimal sugar. So one gram of added sugar from dates, not from, you know, no syrupy, bleh, right. no, no yucky. Sorry about that sound effect, but nothing That's yucky. That's perfect. <laughs> um, so, but also what is something special, an adaptogen that really speaks to menopausal women? And that is maca. Maca is known, so maca root is known to support energy, libido Um, even some say about hot flashes but I'm not going to make that claim because I can't say I I think like half the bar would have to be maca to try to knock out hot flashes but it's in there to support what we need which is energy and just the vitality because that's a huge piece the bars are extremely nutrient dense and you know with flaxseed mct oil almond um, almond butter and pea protein those are Himalayan sea salt. Those are the, what we call the hero ingredients in all of our bars, regardless of the new flavors coming out. Um, those are all the main hero ingredients because we know that is what a menno body needs. And the maca is like the, the cherry on top, you know, that's the thing that's uh, been researched for centuries, probably. Um, I need to get my exact number, Allie, um, that maca supports women in mm-hmm of hormone
0: fluctuation and menopause. So thanks for asking and noticing. Yeah. It was yes. That's a, Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of adaptogens. So I take a 10 blend mushroom, you know, a lot and um and I and I do maca. So when I first discovered your bars, I was I was excited. The maca was I was like, oh that really drew me in because I like that you don't see that. I, I've not seen that in any commercial bars. Yeah. And it's hard to find bars that are really plant-based, really good, clean ingredients and taste good. Yeah. And taste good. And taste good.
2: I can say I created these bars for menopausal women, period. You know, people said, why just men, why, you know, my husband eats them and no, they don't throw him into menopause. He likes them. (laughs) But, you know, why are you just narrowing your market? You know, why they're, everyone can eat these, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, I designed these for a menopausal woman's body. And I am not, I don't need to, to have the whole world eat these bars. If you, okay, if the whole world wants to eat them, eat them. Great. They're good for you. However, they are thoughtfully crafted for women in this stages of menopause. So to me, maca was like, how could I not have maca? In the bars. Yeah,
0: that's a great. I I, I really like that. You, you you had a really specific woman in mind, like you knew what you were going for. And you're right, anybody could eat them. The whole world could be eating these bars. And they should because they're really good and they're filling and they're good for you. But they really were very made very specifically with a lot of love for women going through the pause. (laughs) The pause. And
1: again, I'll go back to, you know, I could relate so much to the content on your website when you're talking about, I have a mom of three and I'm running on the go. Like we're at that stage of our life where so many of us are so engrossed in our kids' activities that there's so many, like I run to work and I have to be at a basketball game at four o'clock and I don't want to eat at the concession stands. And right. so having one of your bars in my purse that I can pull out and tide me over until we can get home and I can have a meal that I that I get to prepare is so important because we are so busy and it's so easy to just grab that pretzel from the concession stand which is providing us no nutritional value at all except for we're going to feel crappy in a couple hours. Right.
2: Yeah, that, thanks for saying that, you know, I want women to feel good that after they eat the bars, they feel proud of themselves because they made a better choice. Not only do you get a better nutrition because that's part of what we we lose a bit of our confidence as we're going through these, you know, experience. And so this is just one more way to feel like, you know what? I did something good for myself. I deserve to make a better choice, not to eat the crappy pretzel here. You know, that's at the, at the concession stand or, man, that pretzel smells so amazing. I really want it, but I'm going to make a better choice for myself because I deserve it. And Mm -hmm. a a bar that is better versus, there's so many bar choices out there, but uh, so many of them are like candy, you know, not not a good choice. So we, especially in the stages of pause, we deserve a better choice. So Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I love how you're saying that. Yeah, on the go or at your desk, don't forget to eat them at home. Because- This is easy
0: to make a slippery slope choice uh, at home too. Right. And, and, you know, one thing I do want to say, and, and, and I want to, I want to point it out, you know, Instagram is a huge piece. It's, it's, it is a part of all of our worlds, um, especially our kids' worlds. And we buy and sell things on Instagram. We promote our businesses on Instagram. We're looking at what other people are doing on Instagram. We're all trying to use it for good. I find myself definitely looking for, looking at, you know, picking my accounts that are, you know, I'm going to learn something from or they inspire me and they make me feel good. And a lot of those are nutrition accounts and things and plant-based accounts. But I also noticed that some of those accounts, I love them, but I don't have the time to make the kind of food that they are making and the meals and the prep and all the stuff. And to know that like when I ordered your bars and I had them there and it was like, okay, I have to leave for work at 7am and I know I have this many hours and I'm going to be really busy and I need to have something, but I want to feel good about it. And yes, I work in a place that sells a lot of bars but they don't have what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And there I could just have it right there. And I felt really good about it. I didn't feel bloated. I didn't feel inflamed. I felt full. It carried me until I needed to come home and make my own lunch later. And it was just a good feeling. And like I said, and I and I love the, the, the talking stick and what it stands for and the community around it. And so you have so. a great website of information.
2: Thank you. That, that means a lot to me because, you know, I've, I've had successful companies and I, I didn't have to start this company. I wanted to start this company. I couldn't not start this. Big company. difference. Huge, huge. I love talking about menopause 24-7. You know, my daughter said, you can talk to kindergartners about menopause, mom. I'm like, yes, it's never too early. To know. <laughs> You know, um, this is why your teacher's so cranky at two o'clock, <laughs> <laughs> He's mean, and so be nice to her and you know, give her a bar. No, don't do that because she <laughs> might, but um, so I just feel so grateful to be in this conversation and to be able to open the door for women to trust themselves, to speak openly, to let go of shame, taboo, um, and and Be the modern, empowered, badass woman that she is.
1: I love it. I love it too. And I love that you've created a bar with a person in mind. And we've talked about that. But I love that it's opened up this conversation of let's get real about menopause. And like I said, I feel like I, you know, I'm 46. So my, I have, my friends are, we're at all different stages And I don't know that we've actually ever started really talking. Like I'm going back now thinking about my day-to-day conversations with my best friends and some of the things they've said. And I was like, oh, maybe we should have thought, is this tied to menopause? Like how has your doctor looked at this? Because you're probably in menopause. We don't want to think that we're at that stage. But so much of our things that we're going through in our life that are impacting the headaches that we're having every day, is that a sign like, just starting to open that conversation, but it's just, it. there. We're not to that point where we are comfortable. And I love that you are doing that. So what are some things that you would tell somebody who's just in the beginning stages and are feeling, oh my gosh, I think I'm in menopause or perimen, you know, I just don't know what to do. What, what advice do you have for them?
2: Like- that's, that's such a good question. But first, Tanya, I want to say I love that you're 46 and that you're so involved in this because you're just, you know, at that place where it's really starting to make an impact in your life, probably. Mm-hmm. And,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so I love that you're championing the conversation uh, because our moms don't
1: really talk about it. So oh, like I said, my mom said, don't drink pickle juice. I,
2: <laughs> I kind of like that idea like, solved <laughs> the problem, but I'm, I, I like a good pickle um sodium is not so bad when you manage it you know right um so first of all i'm really proud we have a new uh, partnership in 2022 our philanthropic partner is let's talk Mm -hmm. so they just did this incredible campaign last year in the subways of new york these uh, bilingual multilingual billboards in the subways talking about all of the different symptoms and stages of menopause. Like, ah, I love it so much. It's so cool. So we're going to do some neat things with them this year. And it's a really a modern approach to what's happening. So let's talk menopause.org. Hop over there, go to Instagram, search menopause or search perimenopause. Okay. So just a reminder, All the symptoms that women are having are perimenopausal, okay, that's the stage of perimenopause. And then once you go 12 months, as Ali said, without a period, like for one day, okay, boom, now you are postmenopausal, like you're menopausal one day and then the next day you're post. So, really, all of the things are perimenopausal. So, search menopause, search perimenopause on Instagram. I think you're going to find a really modern approach and women, more women like us who are talking about it. You'll see midlife women doing cool, badass things. It's very inspirational. And then talk to your friends. Mm-hmm. Don't suffer in silence. Say, hey, sis. Are you experiencing like weird acne that you haven't had before? Are you,
1: (laughs) right? (laughs)
2: Oh my God. Yes. Are you, you know, are you, are you like super not interested in sex anymore? Are you having headaches? Allie got it. We got a high five on Tanya, the first one. Allie's coming on the second one.
1: Or your hair loss that you talked about, like my girlfriend has been researching, she's losing hair left and right, and she, they cannot figure out why. And I'm going to guarantee I'm going to go back and have a conversation that says, has anyone talked to you about looking at some of your hormonal stuff?
2: Check your hormones, because hormone fluctuations and drops are going to impact your hair, your scalp, your follicles,
1: follicles. I mean,
2: take it for me, I went down that path. Um, I think we have in in our next week's newsletter, in the next couple of weeks, an article on shampoos that you can use for hair loss during the stages of menopause. So hop on our newsletter. You can get there on our website, bossabars.com. We produce a newsletter every Wednesday that's got some fun topics and also what we're reading. So we, we, uh, that forward. Um, so those are the three things. One, go to let'stalkmenopause.org. There's docs there. there's talk about all of the Perfect. symptoms. Great information, that's modern. And then search Instagram. You're there anyway, and go see how, you know what people are saying and the conversations are happening, you'll realize you're not alone. and then pay that forward. Talk to your girlfriends. If no one's talking about it, you be the conversation starter. You know, get a boss a bar, use it as your talking stick. And take the shame, you know, on the side of our box, it says, don't menow alone. And it starts by us talking about it and asking Mm a question: Are you experiencing
1: this? Me
2: too. And then it will just take on a life of its own because that's what we do as women. Right. I
1: I just love what you are doing to shape conversations around this so it can become an everyday conversation. Like, again, I talk so much about what do I want my daughter to be? you know, to experience as she gets older, like we've now that she's 16, we have different conversations that I felt like I wish someone would have had a conversation with me about. And so now I feel like I get to pay this forward to my daughter and her friends about we're paving that way of making menopause a part of everyday life, of everyday conversation. So thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing. And this is, this could probably be a separate podcast on all of its own. What kind of research is there for menopause from women from different cultures? Like, I'm assuming that, you know, Native Americans and African Americans and Asian Americans, we all, we might have different symptoms. Is there a lot of research or anything that's going around that we can help that maybe people don't realize there is because of the cultural differences? That's such a thoughtful question, Tanya. Um,
2: Yes, I, you know, different cultures experience just like we experience pregnancy or marriage or whatever differently. Um, And there are some studies around the world about how some women, some cultures don't barely acknowledge it, barely even have different names for hot flashes. Um, There are studies in India, in China, you know, just in the US, socioeconomics can impact on how we feel about it. You know, if you're trying to put food on your family's table, you know, Okay, so what? I have a hot flash. I'm going to work. You know, you're not crying about it. Right. So, you know, we had all of those things absolutely impact. Um, there are some pages on Instagram about Black women in menopause specifically because many of the images, gynecological images of women in medical books and birthing, uh, never have uh, images of women of color. Right. All- I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram, you know, it's a diagram of a pregnant woman and you see the baby in the, in the womb yep. and there, there were no images other than women who were non-color and so non-color women who were not you know, of color. And so, so somebody created one and it was sort of going around. So yes, there are different experiences, culturally, racially, um, from your, you know, country of origin. So it's such a thoughtful question. And we tend to put everybody in the same bucket, but like menopause, everyone experiences it from a different physiological perspective, but maybe also a cultural um, lens as
0: well. So super thoughtful question, Tanya. Thanks. It was, it was a great question actually. And, and I, I'm just, I'm so glad we connected. I am so thankful and grateful that you decided to join us on our podcast. I mean, you are a woman redefined on so many levels because you've redefined yourself in business many times. And I'm just love what you're doing. I am a woman, you know, far into menopause. So this is fascinating topic and you're taking the shame out of a conversation and you're allowing women to really, really open up and educate one another about this topic and make it a safe space to say vagina. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've never said the word vagina more in my whole. Like, no, I, I bet
0: think. you haven't,
2: like ever. You know, so I'm I'm probably gonna change my name to start with a V. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what, ladies, Ali and Tanya, I really love. You know, a woman redefined. That is what menopause is about. You know. Um, <laughs> So I love that you are creating this container for this rich conversation, really, not that we need it, but in a weird way, women, we seek permission to be who we want to be, who we really are on the inside. And that's one of the cool things about menopause and turning 50, like at that point, you don't care anymore. Like I gotta be me. Um, right. Right. But even that, we're wobbly still, and on the way to fifty, we're really wobbly. So having um, a woman redefine and and the message that you're sharing and and people's experience really help open that door and that permission sooner because we deserve it as women. You know, we, we care for everybody and we don't care for ourselves and we forget to be authentic
1: to who we yes. are. So I you are. <laughs> I think that's across our ages, like regardless of if you're 20 or 30 or 40, as a woman, we sometimes put our needs on the last and it's catching up to us. And so I think these conversations and the more conversations we can have about how important it is to take care of yourself, regardless of if you're 50 or 40 or 30, is going to make you in the long run a healthier person, but a happier person. And you're just, Authentically getting to be yourself because you're taking care of yourself. And the best thing us women can do is rally around each other and support each other and make sure that we are doing what we need to take care
0: of one another. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you, ladies. This is a a conversation that will keep going. And I'm so excited that we all connected. Julie, thank you for joining us. We will we will drop all of your information in our show notes. People will know exactly where to find you.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much. Keep doing your magic in the world and anything we can do to help support. Hope to have
0: you on our Meadow lounge on Instagram yes. very soon. Thank you. We'd love to join you, and we can't wait to get everybody in into the the bossa bars. Thanks.
1: Everybody needs to try everybody them. And- the bossa bar yes, I, I can't wait to get some I'm in fact, next time I see my girlfriends, I'm handing them all a couple bars and being like, you must, this must be added into your day-to-day stuff. Yes.
2: Thank you, ladies. And, you know, share with your listeners uh, promo code MENOBOSS10, M-E-N-O-B-O-S-S-1-0. And it's good for 10% off at any time. So it doesn't
0: matter if they're first time, you know, some buyer, purchaser okay. or
2: whatever. Wonderful.
0: Thank you so much. We're going to drop that in and share it with our listeners and make sure that they get on the the. Menow like a boss. That's right. I love That's it. Right. I love it. Thank, Thank you for everything you. that you're doing. Thank you, ladies. We well. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to A Woman Redefined. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to things we mentioned in today's episode and to learn more about us, our sponsors, and where to find us on social media. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to subscribe, rate it, and give us a review. If you know someone who would enjoy our conversations, please share it with them. Today's episode was brought to you by Allie Roberts Coaching and Schillerland Consulting. Join us for next week's A Woman Redefined Real Talk with Allie and Tanya.